one thing that I know for sure is that it there it takes the right patient. Um, that is, a, it could be a longer process. I think there's variables that can, as far as I can see right now, even though we're preoperatively planning everything um, on the technological side and guided implants and just being as proactive as we can be to have really straightforward appointments, there's still a One of the things that I've seen is that a lot of times doctors will come to us and say, hey, Gary, we want to do you know 10 arches a month. I've gone to Mexico. I've done the course. My assistant's fully trained. Like we're ready. If you you know, roll out all at one time and you're not prepared for that, that's when things crack. That's when they break. That's when patients aren't saying positive things about about you all. So I just, I think it's so smart. So I echo well, Gary on and that. Thank you. But a lot of other services, even less intense kind of um, um, applications or things that we can do or services, you know, you can... Welcome back to the special edition of the Full Arch Advantage podcast. I'm your host, Gary Bird. I'm the founder of SMC National, where we help you create, convert, and close more full arch cases so you can grow the way that you want. And today, this special series is really going to help you grow because we have a special guest who is going to be working with us with several of our other guests, and her name is Margaret. Margaret is the founder and chief advisor of i3 Ignite and is an implant marketing and operational genius. She actually was the former ClearChoice COO for many, many years, and she helped them scale from the ground up. So this is going to be a set of shows that are really going to help you and your practices grow around Full Arch, so you're going to want to stay tuned. In today's episode, we're going to be talking to Dr. Josh, who's the CEO and dentist at Rankin Dentistry, and we're going to be talking about the challenges and benefits to using technology and how to approach your front office when it comes to full arch. All right, Dr. Josh, so why don't you tell us how many arches a month you guys are doing right now? You know, just getting started. We are doing, I mean, in this past month, just in our uh, first location, we're doing just two. We're honestly right at that point where we're starting to get things going on the system side and piloting some different approaches and kind of building that system that we can then deploy across all of our practices. That's great. And then, so do you have multiple practices that you're doing it or are you just focusing on one right now and then you're going to add it to the other practices later? Uh, focusing on one, we've been placing implants for 15 years and all of our doctors uh, as part of their pathway are placing single tooth implants, placing, um, you know, more straightforward, but immediate load, full arch. That is a whole a whole new ballgame that we're just starting to get interested in and to understand what it's going to take on the technical side, the team side, and then, um, you know, on the back side where we start to welcome patients into that program. That's so cool. Yeah. And, you know, we work with a lot of offices that are just getting in to full arch and it's always, it's always harder than it looks, right? It's always more uh, of a lift than you think it is. I would love to hear your perspective on what's been the easy part. Like what part you're like, oh man, that was easier than I thought. And what parts have been harder for you that you were like, I did not anticipate that it was going to be this hard to do this, this getting this implemented. Darn it. Well, I think, yeah, all right. I do think that, um, one, one thing that I know for sure is that it there, it takes the right patient. 
Um, that is, a, it could be a longer process. I think there's variables that can, as far as I can see right now, even though we're preoperatively planning everything um, on the technological side and guided implants and just being as proactive as we can be to have really straightforward appointments, there's still a variety of things that can happen. And, you know, from managing the extractions to managing the patient's comfort and, and everything in between. And even more, I mean, they're very complicated from a coding and presentation standpoint to the patient and them understanding the different parts of the process and the, the investment required for each part. So I think in every way, we're just, this is pretty much anything we've ever introduced in our practice. We pilot it. Um, we see what happens in our pilots. We uh, just do it in a limited, a low variable environment. And then as we get better and better at that um, kind of one-off approach, um, then we have something that we can kind of march out a little more broadly. And then ultimately, like our single and non-arch implant system, I think is fantastic. We, like I said, we have all 15 of our doctors across six locations providing implants um, on the ready. And uh, that's been, for our patient base, the lion's share of our, our implant work. But we're seeing where full arch opportunities are presenting themselves and we want to be able to help patients with that with that need. Hey, sorry to interrupt the show, but I got something that's going to bring some value to you. This segment is called Ask Gary, and we have people who email us and ask us questions about marketing, and we answer them live on the air. If you want to send in a question, you just send it to askgary at smcnational.com or shoot us a DM or leave a comment below. We'll definitely answer your questions. Today's question came in from Justin, and they wanted to know, Justin wanted to know what we think about marketing contracts. And this is a great question. So if you're first working with a business uh, or a new marketing company, I would never, ever, ever sign a contract because you need to see them perform. But once a company performs and they're doing a good job, it's actually in your best interest to get into a contract with them because usually you can get lower pricing and a better deal if you sign a longer term commitment with that company. So it's kind of like a no, yes answer. Contracts are really bad if you don't know the company, but they can be really good if you know that they can provide results. That's so smart. And I, I think that's like the perfect way to do it. And this is my last question before I pass it over to Margaret. One of the things that I've seen is that a lot of times doctors will come to us and say, hey, Gary, we want to do you know 10 arches a month. I've gone to Mexico. I've done the course. My assistant's fully trained. Like We're ready. And we start to dive into that and we're like, okay, well, let's, let's look at if you're ready. Who's going to be nurturing these leads? Who's going to be uh, scheduling them? Do you? Or how is your schedule set up for these kind of treatments? And if you're a GP office moving, adding this in, that's more confusing than you think. Uh, how are you going to uh, post-op deal with these patients? Like who's doing that in your, like we go on and on and on, right? And so a lot of times people think that they should start at marketing when in reality, you're doing it a totally different way. So where, like, how do you think through that from a, thinking from more like the marketing lens? Are you just grabbing patients that you have in front of you already and that you would have referred out before? Um, or how, how are you doing that? That's right. That's exactly um, the way it's going right now. Typically, because we don't, we aren't currently offering like IV sedation in the practices. It has to be a patient who's, you know, pretty tolerant and is, is comfortable. Um, and that we have a relationship with and so on. But I will say, I mean, to your point, we have a checklist internally of over a hundred things that need to happen anytime we introduce a new service into our system. And that could be 
as simple as a new whitening tray system. Um, and, and if you don't do the legwork on the front end from the charting system to the, the codes, to the scheduling, to team training, to, and if it's only one person that knows how to do it, that's not a really great redundant system, right? With that's, you know, cause that person can get sick on Thursday when you have two full arches scheduled. So for us, we try to really do a good job of really understanding the fundamentals and get it all organized um, and the delivery system all set up uh, before we really march it out in a marketing format. So um, yeah, so that's a ways down the road for us. And I really applaud you for that. I know Gary did as well. Yeah. Because that's how you scale effectively, right? So, and you've got multiple locations you want to do full arch cases in multiple locations. You, if you, you know, roll out all at one time and you're not prepared for that, that's when things crack. That's when they break. That's when patients aren't saying positive things about, about you all. So I just, I think it's so smart. So I echo well, Gary on that. Thank you. But a lot of other services, even less intense kind of um, um, applications or things that we can do or services, you know, you can, you can remedy a filling situation or a crown situation pretty readily. These types of situations can really go sideways um, just to, with one case and you can have a, a lot of collateral um, issues to deal with. Absolutely. This is difficult, complex work to do. And there are one of the other guests that we had was um, Linda Harvey, who talked with us about compliance. And I've been at a board review where a doctor's been brought before the board because of implant related complaints. And this is serious stuff. You literally can lose your license as a doc. You can lose your livelihood if you don't know what you're doing. So yeah. this is nothing to play around with. Well, a great example is I had a patient presented and I was in the process of doing a full arch for one uh, 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 patient who was great and loved the process and appreciated us and was really happy. His friend was going to another dental office and said, hey, you should really check out this team. I, th I think that you would really like them. So he came in just to get a second price. He was going two days later and unknown, no one had asked. The reason he was losing all of his teeth is he had been through... Um, had neck radiation for oral cancer and it had, you know, diminished his teeth so dramatically, but no one in the other place where he was going had even stopped to ask him why, you know, all this breakdown had occurred. And to get to the heart of it, he had just had so much radiation. Um, he would have been a, a really not a good candidate for that type of surgery. And, you know, he was getting ready to have it. So just him getting a second opinion with us was a, a value, you know, just he wasn't able to go forward with that treatment um, straight away, but I feel like that level of ease, you know, at least scrutiny and attention, those are the types of things that I don't, I want to make sure no matter what location, what team member, wh whoever you speak to in our organization, everyone's working through that same fundamental screening process and uh, making sure we're, we're staying safe. Very, very, very important. Um, so Josh, I have followed you and enjoyed our friendship because you always come up with innovative solutions, always. And you always test them. And one of the areas in which you test is to understand the impact on the team and their productivity and, and frankly, how quick, you know, not just their productivity, but their how much they like to do that work, right? Um, can you share, have you, 
Like, what are some of the things you're finding um, on the on the um, full art side that are, are innovative solutions to problems that a lot of docs might be facing, technology based or not? Yeah, I think a lot of times, um, you know, there's so much more. It starts with the phone call, and I know that Gary knows a lot more about this than I do, and you all are are experts. However, the first thing, you know, one of our I guess you would call it an innovation is we don't have any administrators, uh, treatment coordinators, office managers in any of our offices. We just have assistants, doctors, and hygienists. Um, not because this is so fabulous, Josh. Oh, um, and well, thank I want you. To, so well, wait, talk a little more. Uh, yeah, please. That. I'm, you know, I'm, like, how do you welcome people? Wait, How do you welcome somebody? So you don't, let me just get this straight. You don't have you don't have people answering the phones. Is that right? Like you don't have a front desk person. I just want to call that out. No, right. they no, don't cent- have a front desk. No, we have a central team that's here, there, and everywhere on the phone system, but we don't have anybody on any of the clinical setting. But it allows us to have, um, to your point, you have to have a very sensitively presented welcome to the 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 patient, but it's all with signage and a and a kiosk and, but you have to have an incredibly good then clinical encounter so that the patient values that and they value that partnership. And so they don't really, it's the values not driven by necessarily the nicest waiting room or the, you know, the scents and the candles and so on. It's like, it's more really about creating health with patients and the connection our team makes with them at the clinical level. But by kind of stripping away that administrative space in the offices, we're in a high rent, you know, Austin is um, is an expensive uh, per square foot situation. So it allows. Right. I think you're in Georgetown too, aren't you, Josh? That's you're right. Yeah. Yes. Georgetown, very, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Which is uh, very high. Very, very pricey. It, mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and so it allows us to have nine operatories where traditionally dentists would have four or five. And so we're able to really um, harness that per square, that every square foot to create health. And, um, but to my point is, uh, I, we, starting with the phone call, just giving those phone coordinators, um, some, some really good tips on how to not necessarily solve every potential full arch patient's question before they get to us and ways to help, you know, ask the right questions that, that maybe inspires the patient to want to take the next step and learn more and understand more about their situation before, you know, wanting the price or the answers or the, you know, at the communication level. So that's one of the very first kind of ways we are, like I said, these are team members who are distributed um, all over the place. They're not at our location. So we have to have a really good system and approach that they can all adopt and and deploy uh, to even move these patients to us so we can start exploring the, that um, that potential case together at the clinical level, right? With clinical experts and people who are going to help them learn more about their health and more about what's possible for them and what sometimes people will show up and they think they need implants and new full art. But when they arrive, they maybe are have actually a pretty good dentition and they just have a few other um, situations that we need to help them address. And so, I don't know. I just feel like that's where it starts is that, that um, really good system on the, on the communication level. And we have now adopted a, an omnichannel communication uh, funnel where any emails that come in, any Google chat, 
uh, website, everything's flowing to the same communication omnichannel because that was getting so hard. Um, you know, and in a lot of the op- offices, I mean, I guess the innovation was our administrators never had time to do and prioritize the things that were the most important. They would get pulled away from the phone for this and pulled away from that. And just by kind of really isolating function um, by team, it's allowed us to, I guess, get really thoughtful about what our each of our roles and purposes are and really streamline things. What what do you um what do you guys use for the um to do that? That's really cool, by the way. The omnichannel we're using yeah. Freshdesk. Um and it's been it's actually we've been getting going with it and it's been a really you know, especially when you have no administrators on site, it has to be really it good. It takes so much yeah, takes a whole lot of streamlining and and system orient organization and so on. So, um, so how yeah. do you use for your kiosks, Josh? We use uh, because we're on Open Dental at all of our locations. Uh, we are able to use their eConnect system with just a couple iPads up front. Yep, and then we have some good signage up to kind of guide delivery people, for example, or maybe a walk in, though that's less common. Um, we. Uh, you know, it just takes, and we're not perfect, but we are growing. I think last year, you know, our organization grew by 28% um, in 22, and we're on a similar growth rate this year, uh, six months in. And, you know, we're we're just getting better and better at these uh, just kind of, like you said, scalable systems, Margaret, is my goal. Something that's replicable so we can repli- replicably <laughs> um create health but when we're not we can see like well is this error in an isolated system you know in one of the practices one of the providers one of the rooms or is this something that's replicating itself across our consistent system so we can make an iteration improvement and you know i've i like our practices to just like when your phone gets a software update uh that it's you know you're going to wake up tomorrow and your new your new iphone software is going to be downloaded and and you're going to see what's going on. We do that in our practices once a month at a at a team up, and so all across operational functionality, any new updates to the system um, get deployed and trained and certified at that um, at that monthly. And so our monthly meetings are proactive; they're not a grievance airing affair. They're designed and and with exercises, you, you know, meant to integrate these you know so as we start to do more full large cases like you're talking about we'll be at that team up system we'll walk through it from the phones to the admin side so we just did one recently on invisalign right so all of the things that happen at the phone level all the things that happen at the clinical level all the things that happen um for the administrators in the back end with insurance and 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 that type of stuff um and then just having our leaders and teachers role play it out with our newer team members, maybe team members that haven't, haven't been around, um, all that long. And, uh, you know, our operation, because of the growth, because we're in Austin and we had two thirds of our team members last year were in their first year of dentistry. So you have to have incredibly replicable, deployable, easy to understand systems that, you know, well-meaning people who want to, you know, want to be a part of our mission can adopt. And that you quickly and not, yeah, it can't take five years, you know? So, um, 
so yeah, so that's how we were able to grow last year. And, and like, as we start to keep piloting these full arch systems and learn a little bit and find a way that, okay, here's something that we can replicate across settings and environments and, um, and deploy. And then we introduce that at, uh, at our operational update, which we call a team up once a month. That is so cool. This is like really, really, really good stuff. There's so many things on here. Honestly, this could have been seven different podcasts already of all the great ideas that you I have. I was just thinking that too, Gary. <laughs> like, literally, literally, each of these things are, I'm, I'm literally sitting here like, oh, I'm going to implement this in my company. Um, and I'm t- typing up notes as, as you're talking here. These are uh, yeah, these are amazing, amazing things. So Dr. Joshua, hats off to you. With your permission, and I'll ask you live while we're recording, so it's hard to say no, but it'd be okay if we follow up with you sure. and do um, another podcast in the future and say, tell us what worked, tell us what didn't work, tell us where you're at, and just an update. Because I think, I think in the next six months, I think you're going to be in a totally different position and be able to share some really cool insights with us. Yeah, I'm happy to talk anytime. Uh, so I appreciate getting to speak to both of you. I, I enjoy it. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah. Yeah, it's our pleasure. Thanks again, Josh. Yeah, good to see you.